Good evening, Purple family. Welcome to another episode of Shades of Purple, a Prince podcast. On tonight's episode, I'm going to be counting down my top 10 favorite Prince errors. So when I say errors, I'm not talking about like, you know, 2000s Prince or 1980s Prince. I'm not talking about calendar years per se. Instead, I'm talking about his album looks or his album aesthetics because Prince would change his look after every single album. And I think that's what really made him unique among artists because you really didn't see uh, a lot of that. As a matter of fact, I can't really think of any artist off the top of my head now that really did that with every single album. Um, so Prince was, he, you know, loved how, you know, he looked and he was, he was so versatile in just about everything he did, whether it's, you know, his music composition, his band. So of course he would change his look, you know, he just wanted to keep it fresh and new. And I really appreciated that about him. Uh, so let's go right into it. Number 10, uh, is the young Prince error. So that'll be the for you and then slash the Prince error, which was his second self-titled album Prince. I like both looks. I really, really like. So with the for you album, of course he had the big, beautiful Afro and on the album cover, which he actually designed by the way, he was looking off to the side, you know, with those big, doe, beautiful eyes of his. And I really liked the whole aesthetic. You know, he had the jewelry and he just had the beautiful smile. He just looked so youthful and happy. And, you know, I just really, really liked the vibe of that look for his first album. And going on to his second album, he decided to perm his hair. And he had these, you know, and he got a, a perm and these beautiful fair faucet-like layers that you see in the why you want to treat me so bad video when i first saw this video y'all i was just like wow he is so he is so pretty <laughs> and you don't really use that adjective a lot when describing a man but when it comes to prince i mean it's just like the first word that you think of is wow he is so pretty and i mean pretty fine just like you know i'm just like wow he really looks good so I really um, like the aesthetic that he did with the Prince album, how he just permed his hair. And I mean, it was so pretty and layered just right. I don't know who was doing his hair at this time. Now, I do know that Jill Jones's uncle, Earl Jones, at one point was doing his hair, but I think that was much later. So Prince may have been doing his own hair. And I know that Jill Jones had also said that, you know, he would also do his own makeup. So he might have been doing his hair at this time. And I mean, he did a great, great job, if I do say so myself. So that's number 10. So moving on to number nine, we've got the Controversy and 1999 era. So with these two albums, uh, with Controversy, he kind of kept his look that he had from Dirty Mind, the kind of spiky short hair that he had with Dirty Mind. And, but instead he put on more clothes with Controversy. Now, you know, during Dirty Mind, of course he had, you know, the bikini briefs and the, um, those boots. <laughs> so that, and that's all he would wear was the bikini briefs and the boots. So, um, he changed that up and he put on some more clothes. So he got, uh, like this white button up shirt and like a, a black, you know, kind of vest over it. And um, that's what he had for a controversy, but, and, and he would have like the long uh, trench coat. So he did that. And then for 1999, is when we first see the infamous purple trench coat. And then he had his hair cut, you know, it's, it's the same short style, but he curled it and it looked great. So I really liked those aesthetics. And also I noticed 
in the 1999 era, he would have wear these purple gloves. So if you've seen the uh, Let's Pretend We're Married video, you see him with his, you know, the most, I guess you could say the most iconic traditional, when people think of Prince, they, you know, a lot of like non-Prince fans will think of him and the purple trench coat, which he actually wore a lot more purple during the 1999 era than what he did with Purple Rain. Now with Purple Rain, of course, we have the more well-known purple trench coat with the white layered shirt and the black pants. Uh, that would become, of course, iconic. But during the uh, 1999 uh, era, he would wear like the uh, purple trench coat and uh, purple pants and purple boots. So he was all more purpled out during the 1999 era. So you see that he kind of changed it up just slightly when he got to uh, Purple Rain. But uh, with 1999, that was the first album that he finally got into the top 10. He was finally really getting noticed in the mainstream music world. And so he really had to up it up a notch. You know, he wanted to still be himself, but he also understood the need to change some things up. And so that's when, when he decided also with the 1999 album to, to introduce his band, The Revolution, but he did it in a slick about way. What he did was on the album cover, he had the word, the revolution backward in the eye of uh, the album cover. So I, you know, that's that, I thought that was a, um, a unique touch nothing. And I didn't learn about that <clears throat> until much later that he had done that. I think it's in the eye. Is it not in the eye? I think it's, I know it's in the, or is it in the P? I can't remember, but it's backwards. It's, you know, the revolution. Uh, and he just so, you know, slickly done that in the 1999 uh, album cover. So that is my number nine. So number eight is uh, 2010 and the Welcome to America era. So he had, you know, his short tapered look uh, at this time. And uh, he also had like his shades, his black shades. Prince loved to wear shades. And another thing he also loved was jewelry. So you would often see him with his rings and he had like um, one of my favorite videos to watch on YouTube of, of this particular era was he had like this uh, gold like lame jacket when he was doing um, a, uh, a live performance of 17 days, I think at the Forum in Los Angeles. And I was just like, oh my God, he looks so good. Now this is another era where I think Prince was you know, just basically just, you know, he was comfortable at this point. He was what, you know, a lot of people call in the, in the, in the industry, uh, an elder statesman, meaning that, you know, he really didn't have to really record any more music at this point in his career, but because he loved it and wanted to continue to do it, he did it. And so the welcome, so he did the welcome to America tour, which was basically, I, I would say like almost a sequel of the musicology tour, uh, because, you know, he went all over the country and he would say, welcome to, you know, America. But then when he would go to Canada, uh, you did welcome to Canada, welcome to Australia, you know, all the different countries that he would go to. And he would just put on these wonderful, wonderful performances. And 2010 uh, was the album that he had out at the time. And of course, welcome to America would come out in 2021 after his death. But 2010, um, I, I don't really recall if he did too many songs on that album doing the Welcome to America tour. I could be wrong about that, but uh, he kind of just stuck to, you know, uh, crowd favorites and he might put in like a B-side, like 17 days or something like that from time to time. But I, from what I understand, those performances were wonderful. And I've said this before, I could just kick myself for not 
uh, seeing him live. And uh, we had a lively discussion a few weeks back uh, on the Facebook page about uh, people talking about their very first time seeing Prince in concert. And so I just love uh, reading those stories online. So um, if you haven't, please join the Facebook page. It's Shades of Purple. And also the podcast is now on Instagram. And I've been kind of doodling with uh, some different reels and things like that. My reels aren't, you know, aren't fancy or, and they're not like uh, reels of other people's like, well, I did kind of steal some of some earlier ones when I first got on Instagram. I'm not going to lie. You know how they let you like remix, um, you know, the, uh, little sound, you know, the little, uh, picture, the shorts or whatever. So I, I started to do that, but then I was like, well, no, I really want to make my own. And so I ended up doing a few. And so I really, really kind of like doing just the plain, you know, do you take a picture, you put some music to it and you put some special effects on it. That's basically how my reels are, but they've been doing pretty good. So I actually just did uh, two before I started this recording. So um, like I said, if you want, please, please, please support the podcast on Facebook and Instagram. So I guess you could call that my commercial. So (laughs) let's move on. So number seven, speaking of musicology, that is number seven, the musicology 3121. I also put 3121 error because this was kind of like noted as his comeback, but really not a comeback because Prince never really left, if we're being honest. But for people in the mainstream, this would be uh, Prince's return into the mainstream with the musicology album and tour. And then 3121, just two years later in 2006. And actually, 3121 would be the only album that of Prince's that, that would debut at number one. So I really thought that was awesome. I mean, what a way to come back. And another thing that I remember about this era is his beautiful hair and the uh, video to Black Sweat. Now, if you've never seen this black and white video of Black Sweat, you're missing out. Um, he is in this video with this beautiful African dancer and he's singing, you know, Black Sweat. And I mean, and he just looks like a million bucks. He's got the rings. He's got the makeup. I mean, he's just, I mean, he just looks like, like I said, like a million bucks. And um, this aesthetic, what I like about it is it's just, I, to me, it's almost like true to form. Like he cut his hair and he wanted to, you know, just be, you know, how, how do you, how do you say it? Because at this time, Prince was like in his early forties, I believe. So he was, you know, getting older, but I think he was, you know, having a better appreciation for, you know, his look. Now during musicology, of course, he was married. And so, you know, it was all about Manuela. But by the time he did 3121, they were divorcing or had divorced, I believe. So, but he still kind of kept the same look. Like sometimes he would curl it, uh, but sometimes he would just keep it straight. He had what... um what Prince's friend called, well, not Prince's friend, but this lady, I can't remember her name that she was, she had did some countdowns on the Prince's friend channel on YouTube. And she described this haircut as the auntie haircut. So that's kind of what he had with that whole aesthetic. And, um, but it looked great on him. I mean, his skin looked flawless. He just looked great. So that is my number seven. So number six is the diamonds and pearls love symbol error. So there was a lot of things that I liked about this era, but mostly, now I will say I didn't care for the Typhoon here at first, but when I saw how it looked in videos like 
sexy mf and uh what was a uh, damn you i mean he looked great in those videos with the hair and i'm like he's really making this work because when i first saw it i was like now the typhoon that i don't like is the one that he had in 1993 when he was doing act one and act two those particular tours because he had like his sideburns connecting almost to his mouth and it Ugh, it looked horrible. So I did not like that version of the Typhoon. But the Diamonds and Pearls and Love Symbol Typhoon, I loved it. I thought it looked really good on him. And then I liked the colors that he played with. Uh, like in uh, videos for like Love to the Nines, he had, you know, the red lace. And and Damn You, he kind of had, you know, the uh, black and white aesthetic. Like, I loved how he would just, you just never know uh, with each, you know, video how he's going to look. Like, and of course he kind of incorporated, you know, different, you know, genres and things that were going on. Like in the early nineties was the start of uh, grunge, for example. And so he was wearing like this plaid shirt in the morning papers when he was playing the guitar on top of the piano. So he would incorporate also different looks that were trending at the time as well. So that is my number six. So number five is sign of the times. So, Sign of the Times was the the oranges, orange and black, <coughs> uh, well, peach and black, I'm sorry, that I should say, that he had going on at this time. And then he had, you know, the ribbons in his hair and his short hair that he would come down and it would kind of look like a ducktail. I thought that was cute. He had the glasses. I mean, he just looked great. And then, of course, he also had the fur coat that he would wear when he would sing, If I Was Your Girlfriend, and you got the look. So... I really, really enjoyed this look because the, the peach and black just look great. And, you know, black, I think, really looks good with just about any color. But when you put it with, like, lighter colors like peach and orange, it just makes the black, to me, just seems to pop out even more. So I really thought that that was a smart move by Prince. And the fact that the album cover for The Sign of the Times was so eclectic with all the different... I mean, it was really busy, y'all. You know, you had the, the car and the different, you know, signs and things like that. So it just really went with the whole aesthetic that he was going with because Sign of the Times was also a very eclectic album. It had it had jazz, it had pop, it had R&B. You know, it just, it just had all these different genres. So to me, it made sense to kind of you know, kind of play on that with the whole look. Uh, he had, of course, the mirrors, you know, on his uh, wrist, you know, uh, the, the mirrors, and he had the, uh, that little lamp thing, the uh, electric, electric, you know, electricity lamp. I don't know what you call it. Um, you know, the thing that was in Sign of the Times, the movie, when it first came on, that whole thing, he included that into the Sign of the Times aesthetic. So he just, I think Sign of the Times was really a fun time for Prince, and it's also his most prolific era as far as songwriting goes, because now before Sign of the Times, it was Dream Factory, and then it was uh, supposed to be uh, a Crystal Ball, and then it was gonna be <laughs> Camille. So he kind of, um, but Warner Brothers, of course, at the time, they did not want, because Prince wanted to do like a three-disc set, and, uh, <laughs> and Warner Brothers was like, no, that's too much music. So he ended up doing the two discs, Sign of the Times, but a lot of the songs that he would put on Sign of the Times came from those three other albums uh, that he were that he was also working on, Crystal Ball, Dream Factory, and Camille. He was also working on a revolution album called Roadhouse Garden 
that never that never came out. And there was rumors that they were going to uh, try to put it out around the 1999 uh, year, calendar year, but nothing ever came of that. But so, yeah, he was working on a lot of music at that time. And I still have not got through Dwayne Tudal's book about the sign of the time recording sessions because it is such a huge book. And I've got so many other books that I'm reading too, but at some point I'm going to get through that and read that whole thing. So sign of times is number five, <coughs> excuse me. So number four, we've got purple rain. So I talked about purple rain a little bit earlier when I was talking about 1999, but purple rain is just the iconic Prince. Like when people think of Prince, you know, they think of this aesthetic, the purple trench coat, the uh, pirates layered white blouse and the black pants with the white buttons uh, and the black boots. So, I mean, you don't get no more iconic than this. And this was, um, this was his aesthetic and it just worked. But I think after Purple Rain, um, I think Prince was just like, he got over it really quickly. And I noticed that he really didn't wear that particular uh, outfit on tour, on the Purple Rain tour. He started incorporating other uh, colors like green and uh, white and um, like he did like white lace and green and uh, red and just other colors because I think he was just tired of that get up himself. But it is still to this day what when people think of Prince, they think of that aesthetic. They think of Purple Rain. So that is number four. So number five is number, I'm sorry, number three, <laughs> number three is Parade. So Parade had like the belly chains that we see in the Kiss video. And he's got like the short um, midriffs and the, the, you know, the little uh, pants with the buttons down them. And different, he had those in different colors. I actually saw a picture of Vanity of all people that had on like a, a beige version of the uh, midriff and the, and the pants. Um, and uh, for Prince, Prince liked for his women to sometimes wear his clothes. That was just, you know, one of one of the things that he liked for them to do. And so I don't know if they were together at this time, but I did see a picture of her at a movie movie premiere wearing it. And so um, this was also when he cut his hair really short and um, he would also wear for the parade album, uh, the parade uh, tour, excuse me. He had, uh, you know, the yellow uh, suit, the yellow suit with the white tie that he wore during the uh, parade tour. And so he kind of dressed up, but also dressed down at the same time. So he had like two different looks for the parade era. And I mean, when you look back on, I mean, just, it all just seems to fit so well together. And Prince has such an eye for fashion. You know, even to this day, he's, you know, when people think of Prince, they think of his fashion and his shoes. They have a whole exhibit of his shoes at Paisley Park, which I hope to get to next year. Uh, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that me and my husband are finally going to get a chance to go. Um, so it's going to be interesting because, you know, next year is the 40th anniversary of Purple Rain. So I don't know if we're going to make it to the celebration in June, but I, I'm shooting for July. So we'll, we'll see what becomes of that. But anyway, so parade is number three. So number two, we have the Batman era. So I love the Batman era because I really like the character of Gemini and how Prince, uh, became half Joker, half uh, Batman with his uh, outfit that he had for the party man 
and uh, the Bat Dance video. I thought that was really, really unique. And I even loved his hair. His hair uh, looked more more so like, uh, it look, I know it's supposed to look like Joker, but it, it kind of reminds me more of Two-Face than it does Joker. Uh, so he is almost like he incorporated Two-Face as well uh, into that a whole outfit, the whole getup. And, but for me, I like the Batman era because he was long hair prince, clean shaven, or he had like a pencil thin mustache, same kind of, same uh, look that he had for Love Sexy, which was just the year before the Batman uh, era. And that's like my favorite. Like, I almost hated that he had put his hair back in the Scandalous video, because I would really have preferred for him to, for him to have his hair out, because it was so luscious, long and beautiful, and just have it flowing. Like, if they would have had like a, uh, like a, a fan going, <laughs> kind of like how, um, the uh, the SNL video for uh, Electric Chair is on YouTube. I mean, he just looks so great. And then uh, the Glam Slam video, but I know that's not Batman, so that's Love Sexy. But um, you get what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he just looks so, so good. And when you look at the, the pictures during the Batman era, like, I especially like the one where it's, I've seen both the black and white and a colored uh, picture of him with the, you know, the scarf over one one eye just with that, you know, sexy eye, that sexy look. So I, I loved his aesthetic for Batman. I really, really did. So that's why it's so high up at number two. So finally, number one, we've got, and I've probably, you know, already kind of mentioned it already, but it's Love Sexy. So I thought that Prince was probably his sexiest during this era. I loved the polka dots. I loved the name on the sleeves that he had for himself and, Cat and Sheila and you know the whole band had those like those name jackets or whatever and uh, I really liked that and I just thought that you know he looks great with the long hair and his makeup was popping I just loved it loved it loved it so that is my number one so uh, let me know what were some of your favorite looks for Prince uh, over the years did you like 20, 2010 Prince did you like uh, Purple Rain Prince. Did you like Son of the Times? Let me know in the comments on Spotify and the other platforms. And just uh, also on Facebook and Sh uh, Shades of Purple on Instagram as well. So uh, next up on the podcast, we've got some uh, more book reviews. I'm going to be getting into uh, Morse Day. Uh, that's the next person that I'm going to be doing a Purple Kingdom episode on. I also have the Love Symbol album review coming up. So stay tuned for that. And until then, uh, let me see. How do I sign off? <laughs> I forgot, y'all. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've done this. And guys, it has been a crazy, crazy week for me. My air went out today. I didn't even know that I was going to be able to do this. I had, uh, you know, was planning on doing this episode today. But so much has been going on, you guys, in my personal life. So <sighs> just keep me in your prayers, y'all. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so let me go ahead and sign off on this episode, you guys. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast as always. So peace and be wild and may you live to see the dawn. Bye.